This is TM Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Two, The Winter Palace. Chapter Four. Assam let his breath out. He'd no idea how long he'd been laying there. His only way to tell time was by counting how many times the damp cloth over his eyes had been removed, refreshed, and replaced. Four so far. Each time it was the same. First a sigh from his unseen caretaker, then the scrape of a chair against the floor, footsteps approaching, heavy and measured. The cloth is removed. There is the sound of water. The cloth is replaced, damp and cool once more. There is a faint scent on the cloth, like the sharpness of his mother's breath kissing him goodnight when she's had a glass of wine with dinner. Then it fades, like the footsteps heading away. The creak of the chair, the sigh, and the silence, followed by a thin papery sound of pages turning, his unseen companion going back to their book once more. Not that they weren't vigilant, if Assam so much as shifted, raised his hand to touch lightly at the cloth, he would feel their gaze on him immediately, like a lighthouse beam passing by and then snapping back suddenly to fix him in their sights. Then a voice spoke, a man's voice, almost a whisper, gentle and old. The cloth is steeped in an infusion of eyebright and emerald. It may help your condition and it may not. But there should be no more discomfort than what you'd experience after a good cry. And then silence, but for the gentle rustle of the pages. A hundred questions rattled through Assam's mind, but he was afraid to ask any of them. He had the strong impression that if he tried to get the unseen man to answer his questions, he'd retreat into his book and leave the boy alone in the silence and the darkness. Being blind, Assam decided, was lonely enough. He didn't need the silent treatment, too. But maybe just one question wouldn't hurt. What is Eyebright? It wasn't the first one on his list, but it was the one that seemed most likely to keep his caretaker talking. Well, the voice fell silent. Assam waited, willing himself not to speak. Well, finally they went on. Eyebright is a plant, an herb with certain properties or qualities. Qualities that make it useful in the treatment of certain maladies, conditions related to the eye. Assam considered this for a moment. The information begged for more questions than it answered, but he had a sense that his unseen nurse wasn't finished. As it turned out, he was right. Eyebright, the voice continued quietly, is fairly reliable in these situations. There was a small cough on the final word, and Assam understood in a flash of insight that there was more than age in that whisper. Silence had settled into that voice like the pale frost of winter on the windows back home. But, the man went on, in cases like yours, well... 
I suppose the potential benefits outweigh whatever minor risks might arise from treatment. Potential benefits? Minor risks? You needn't worry. Excessively. The voice was calm and measured. Assam would have sworn that there was the faintest smile lingering somewhere beneath it all. The side effects that Eyebright sometimes brings are sometimes dramatic, but not necessarily considered to be detrimental. Considered by who? Athams thought to himself. Eyebright, the unseen old man said. It's a tricky thing. You use your eyes from the very beginning of your life, even before that, right when you get them, even if there's nothing to see but the warm, dark wine of your mother surrounding you. And then, when you finally figure out that there's more to life, and you scoot your way out into the light, the first thing you do is close your eyes. The voice, Assam noticed, was stronger. Someone had forgotten to be shy. More than anything you do in your life, the man went on, more than listening, or the words that you manage to speak, or going to the toilet, or even breathing, more than anything you see, it's what you're good at. Seeing, that's what you were made for. A creak. Assam felt a tap on the sole of his shoe. In his mind's eye, he saw the man leaning forward, tapping his finger. In fact... And this is one of those big secrets of your world. It's how you were made. And it's how you know each other and yourself. Sight. Sight is the key to the doorway of existence. And it's how the rest of existence enters you. Sam felt certain that this was the longest speech that had been uttered by that voice in many years. He would not have been able to tell you how he knew that. But it was true. The man speaking to him had not carried on a conversation in hundreds, if not thousands, of years. And Eyebright? Now that the dam had broken, Assam did not fear neither flood nor drought. Another sigh filled the room as though life's strains and disappointments had squeezed every whole breath out of this man, and all he had left were sighs. It was the only way. The voice answered. The only way I could see to awaken your eyes, to help them remember what they're for. Assam's questions didn't give him answers, just more questions. You said that this eyebright thing was dangerous for someone like me. It can be, yes. The man answered the question that Assam wouldn't ask. You already see, hear so much. I don't know what Eyebright will do, if anything, to a boy like you. Uh-huh. Assam chewed his lip. He'd known instinctively from the earliest days of his life that you don't tell people that you can see things, that sometimes you hear their thoughts. You don't give that information out, not even to your family. When you're different, you can't let anyone know. And Assam had told no one, ever. Only his sister had the slightest inkling of what he could do. Only his sister. And now this man. But it's not dangerous, really. Assam couldn't tell if the old man was honestly reassuring him or just trying to make him feel better. 
but it's wise and advisable to be somewhat careful with this sort of thing. Assam relaxed just a little. This sounded a bit more like someone who knew what they were talking about, and he had no choice but to trust him after all. And when you cannot be careful, the man continued, reassuring in every way except the one that counted, then you might as well know what you're getting into. And what am I getting into? Assam wondered. As though he were answering that unspoken thought, the man sighed and said, Some people would say that this was all just like something from a storybook. But some people live their whole lives in storybooks, where they can be safe, holding the rest of their life at arm's length, so to speak. Assam liked this old man, even if he didn't understand half of what he was saying, and he liked the idea, in spite of himself, that someone somewhere was writing all of this down, writing this story, his story, and that they cared about what happened to him. Or someone who was reading it, living through everything with him, side by side, turning every page to read what happens next. A flash of his mother, a memory. She lay curled up on the sofa with a blanket and a cup of tea and a junk novel she picked up from the rack in the checkout line at the grocery store. At the thought of her, he felt his mind stretch out to look for her, lost somewhere out there in the darkness. And then she was there, her face rising suddenly before his eyes, so real, staring blankly past him, one hand clawing through her hair as she murmured, I let you drown. I let you die. Mom! He sat up abruptly, and the vision flickered and faded away. The cloth over his eyes fell into his lap and he picked it up again. What is it? the voice asked quietly. Assam shook his head and lay back down, placing the cloth back on his sightless, ruined eyes. I thought I saw it. I don't know. He knew this was no story. He wasn't a character in a book that other people could read and root for. No, he was who he was, just a boy blind and lost in a terrible place. Odds were that things would not turn out all right at the end. If it ever ends, he reminded himself. Maybe things would just go on and on, story after story, until it was only the searching that made him who he was, until he forgot who he was, a boy with a name borrowed from a cup of tea. And that's how gods are made, son. The quiet whisper broke a psalm out of his thoughts. That's their nine months in the womb and their first breath. Another sigh. And myth, mythology is the afterbirth. Assam had no idea what the man was talking about. The unseen hand took the rag away and wrung it out again, placing it back over the boy's eyes. Rest now. Don't worry yourself. There'll be time enough for that when we're done here. Assam nodded, relaxing as best he could, so that the eyebright and emeralds could do their work.
You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. To receive permission, handwrite your request on a single sheet of paper and fold it carefully into a clean white envelope addressed to the attention of the author. Place the envelope outside the back door of your home and wait for a response. Don't worry, the foxes know where to find him.